Welcome back, everybody. This is Rick Pettigrew with a look at our top news stories from the past week of Archaeologica. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site, Archaeoseek. Blood residues on stone tools offered direct evidence that Paleo-Indians hunted megafauna. Human bones buried deeply in a Laotian cave push back the age of the first modern humans in Southeast Asia on the path to Australia. Burials within a South African cave surprisingly contain the bones of a small hominin with a brain not much bigger than that of an ape. And excavation results are now coming in from a recently discovered cemetery of Bronze Age burial mound near Stonehenge. Thanks to everyone for supporting our subscription platform Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have hundreds of titles you can binge upon on Roku. Please help us spread the word. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Our tour program, TAC Tours, will continue this year, including a tour of megalithic sites in Ireland in September. The link to our tour program is at archaeologychannel.org tours. And now here's Laura Kennedy with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day. Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy, and these are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for the week of June 11th through the 17th, 2023. Our first story comes from the USA, where a forensics technique borrowed from criminal investigation science has confirmed that Paleo-Americans hunted prehistoric megafauna. As reported by the science website viz.org, Although it's clear that the earliest hunter-gatherers in North America shared the landscape with mammoths, mastodons, bison, horses, camels, ground sloths, and short-faced bears 13,000 years ago, it's been uncertain exactly how much hunting went on and what the results were. Was the mysterious extinction of such megafauna at the end of the Ice Age due to rapid environmental changes, a catastrophic comet strike, or overhunting by Paleolithic humans? To investigate this question, a team of archaeologists from North and South Carolina, Arizona, Oregon, and Wyoming used a forensic technique called blood residue analysis, usually used to identify blood on objects at crime scenes, to identify animal blood residue on 120 early stone tools from North and South Carolina. A similar previous study on a few Paleo-American artifacts was inconclusive, so the team assembled a much larger sample, 120 stone tools from local museums, private collectors, state university collections, and military installations. This time, the blood residue analysis showed animal blood proteins, in several cases down to the genus and species. Findings included the first direct evidence of the blood of an extinct mammoth or mastodon and North American horse on Paleo-American artifacts in eastern North America. While this study does not prove humans were responsible for the extinction of megafauna, it does show that early Paleo-Americans across the continent hunted or scavenged these animals. The team hopes to test an even larger sample of tools from different regions of the continent to garner more clues about why megafauna disappeared when they did. The new study appears in the journal Scientific Reports. 
New finds from a Laotian cave have pushed back the date for early human migration through the area by about 10,000 years. From an extinction layer 23 feet deep, an international team of researchers unearthed a fragment of a human leg bone and a skull fragment with delicate features. As reported by ScienceAlert.com, Tam Paling Cave in northern Laos is a cavity within karst, a stone formation shaped by the dissolving action of water on carbonate bedrock. Over many thousands of years, this process creates unusual features like sinkholes, vertical shafts, disappearing streams and springs, complex drainage systems, and caves. The cave is a World Heritage Site, and the fossil layer can't be dated directly because the cave's sediments contain charcoal that burned elsewhere and washed into the cave. Instead, the team, under the leadership of biological anthropologist Sarah Friedlein from the University of Central Florida, used luminescence dating and other techniques to determine the age of the sediments around the fossils. These findings suggest the skull is 73,000 to 65,000 years old, and the tibia fragment is 77,000 years old. These dates are significantly older than other human fossils found there at shallower levels, dated between 70,000 and 46,000 years old. The skull fragment shows remarkably delicate bone structure, unlike the more robustly featured hominins characteristic of the region, which suggests its owner was part of a population moving through the area rather than local. This may suggest that early human explorers set out in waves toward Australia, with some groups fading out where others flourished. The cave is over 186 miles from the sea, suggesting that early migrants out of Africa traversed natural corridors inland, like forests and river valleys, and followed coastlines and islands. The current consensus is that the first modern humans arrived in Australia between 50,000 and 65,000 years ago, about 12,000 to 27,000 years after they appeared in Laos. According to the study's senior author, University of Copenhagen paleoanthropologist Fabrice Demeter, the find from Tampaling Cave has great significance in understanding the story of early modern human migration through Asia. The study was published in Nature Communications. Next, we travel to South Africa, where surprising findings in underground caves near Johannesburg reveal new insight about Homo naledi, a recently discovered 300,000-year-old species of hominins with brains one-third the size of modern humans. Homo naledi had legs made for walking upright and hands that could work with objects, but brain size and other features appear more ape-like than human. As reported by Fizz.org, fossil remains of the species came to light in the Rising Star Cave a decade ago. In a new descent into this tight, tricky cave system, a research team led by Lee Berger of the National Geographic Society found what appear to be intentional burial sites, with fossil remains of adults and children in fetal positions in shallow holes in the ground. These are the most ancient graves ever recorded in the hominin record, at least 100,000 years earlier than the earliest known Homo sapiens graves. The team also found carved marks, including geometric patterns and cross-hatched lines, on cave walls, whose surfaces appear to have been prepared and smoothed. In some areas, residue creates a sheen on the surface, possibly indicating repeated handling or rubbing of the rock. Additional evidence suggests dirt or sand was applied to the surface by non-natural processes. 
The burial sites and the carved marks are surprising for a creature with a brain size closer to an ape's than a human's. Because the engravings have yet to be dated, it's not certain whether they were created by some other early human. But the burials are definitely the work of Homo naledi, where we once thought Homo sapiens were the only species who figured out how to use fire, bury their dead, or create art, we've learned that other groups, like Neanderthals, were also capable of complex thought and action. However, those species still had big brains. The burials of the rather small-brained Homo naledi raise new questions about human evolution and brain capacity. According to co-author Augustine Fuentes, an anthropologist at Princeton University, the new evidence shifts the focus from brain size to what's going on in the brain. Clearly, big brains are still important, but size doesn't explain everything. The new results appear on the open access website BioArchive. Our final story takes us to the outskirts of Salisbury in southwest England, where a massive cemetery of circular burial mounds called Barrows has been identified on the Chalk Hillside, less than 10 miles from Stonehenge. Whether the Barrows were connected with the Stonehenge monument is yet to be determined. However, according to Cotswold Archaeology, the private firm conducting the excavations, they were built in the Bronze Age between 2400 and 1500 BC, overlapping and following Stonehenge's major building phases. As reported by LiveScience.com, many archaeologists now think Stonehenge was mainly a burial ground, though it may also have served as a community meeting place or a calendar. The assemblage of Neolithic cremated human remains from the monument are the largest in Britain and demonstrates that the site was closely associated with the dead. Teams have now fully excavated five barrows in two areas of the new site. The barrow mounds are grouped in pairs or small clusters and range from 33 to 165 feet across, most measuring 65 to 100 feet in diameter. One barrow, initially enclosed by an oval ditch, later replaced by a more circular one, might have been built before the Bronze Age, during the Neolithic period ending about 2400 BC. Inside was a mass burial, with skeletal remains from both adults and children. The original oval ditch around it passes through pits of red deer antlers, prized by Neolithic peoples for making tools, ritual artifacts, and decorative items like pins and combs. The remains of nine other burials and three artifacts have emerged from barrow graves. Some artifacts were distinctive round drinking vessels, indicating the people buried there were from the Bronze Age bellbeaker culture, widespread in Britain after about 2450 BC. Evidence of later occupations at the site has also been found, including traces of a possible Iron Age cultivation area with over 240 pits and post holes. Most of the pits were used for discarding rubbish, an invaluable find for archaeologists studying how people of that time lived and farmed. Another building contains artifacts from a much later Anglo-Saxon age, between AD 500 and 1000. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, check out our new subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week. This has been the audio news from Archaeologica presented by the Archaeology Channel. 
Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the Audio News by clicking on the Share This link on our Audio News webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by. Thank you.